Hey, if you're here, you're in the right place. I'm Tyler Freeland, and welcome to Season 2 of the Brand X Cleveland Podcast, a forum where expert voices come together, united for one purpose, to answer questions and have conversations centered around real business problems. You can find this episode, as well as previous episodes, at brandxcleveland.com. That's brandxcleveland.com. On this episode of the Brand X Cleveland Podcast, Myself and co-host Charlene Coughlin, president of Twist Creative, sit down with Craig Brown and Mike Wasserman, co-owners of KP Photo Group, a half century of combined experience in photography and production. On this episode, Craig and Mike talk about how their separate artistic journeys began and how their paths eventually came together. A fascinating episode that really brings the listener into the studio. Craig and Mike talk about how KP Photo isn't just a team of photographers, but a team of solution providers, full of multiple roles and various talents dedicated to providing solutions through creative imagery and collaborative thought. Here's Craig and Mike from KP Photo on the brand seat. My name is Craig Brown, and I am a co-owner of KP Photo, and I'm also a photographer at the studio. And the first thing I really remember photographing, and this is really what I think made me want to be a photographer was it was probably fourth or fifth grade and my parents had just got a uh, they just for Christmas or something got a new camera and I was stealing it and I was trying to be a nature photographer by photographing birds in my backyard at the bird feeder so I took this giant box that I don't know an oven had been delivered in and I cut a hole in it for the lens and I kept creeping it closer and closer to the bird feeder over the course of about a week. And I remember it was winter because there was snow and uh, I was laying in this cardboard box in the winter trying to photograph backyard birds. And the, I think the best I ever did was a, probably a poor photograph of a tiny bird at too far of a distance. Um, but it really, I still remember being excited about getting pictures of these birds in the backyard and I really wanted to be a photographer of some sort since then. So for me, it's been since grade school. Do you still have the photos? You know what? My mom probably has those in a shoebox somewhere in her house. That would be so cool to I see. Not, I have not seen those in a lot of, in a lot of years. <laughs> I'm sure she still has them, Craig. Yeah, um, yeah I'm sure she does. Um, so for me, Mike Wasserman, I'm also one of the co-owners and, you know, my role in the company is to, you know, manage the business overall, um, business plan, you know, all that fun stuff. And I have no idea what my first photograph was. Um, so I'll go with what I photographed most recently. And, it, um, wasn't for work, um, you know, just a family photo with, um, my, Significant other, Laurel, and one of our cats, Meat Hooks, um, as they were snuggling in bed, actually, Aww. this morning. So, yeah. Very cute. <laughs> and photography could have taken you to anywhere, but it got you into, you know, this this industry. Um, so, if you could walk me through that journey for both, both of your separate journeys, that'd be really nice. Uh, sure. For me... I went from photographing birds in the backyard to, uh, I, I grew up in Worcester, so 
I would get up early and drive down to the swamps in Shreve, Ohio, and try and take some beautiful nature photography. Um, and that's what I really wanted to do. You know, I, I, I collected these books of these nature photographers, National Geographic photographers. And mm -hmm. for the longest time, I thought that could be a really cool thing to do or just take off in, in a vehicle at some point and just photograph the country. Absolutely. Um, and and that, I think that's a lot of people's dreams, but there's also how do you make money doing that? Um, mm. And that wasn't really on my radar, but what I discovered was once I started looking at colleges and I realized that you could major in photography at these colleges, uh, it intrigued me to be in the studio. And, and then once I, I, I got to Kent State and started taking pictures in the studio, what I really learned that I loved was being in the studio and controlling all the light and doing a lot of, um, it, it was mostly tabletop studio photography, but I really enjoyed controlling the light with strobes. And I've, I've never not, I've never stopped wanting to take just pictures outside and pictures of everyday life. But once I got to college, I really realized how much I enjoyed studio photography. And then through college, my portfolio grew and I, I was good at it. And, you know, I, I could even say I'm lazy and I was naturally good at it. So it was, you know, it was easy to follow that path. And then uh, out of college with a pretty good portfolio, I just started, I went to Cleveland, the, the biggest, closest city, and you need to be in a city for these, these commercial studios. And I just started showing my book and I uh, landed a job at uh, KP at that time it was Kalman and Paps Photography in 1992, and the owner actually let me know I, I they were going to hire me full time at the uh, Lakewood Arts Festival. I was in his art photography booth when he told me that. Um, so it was kind of interesting that you know he was he had all this artwork um, that was nature photography, outdoor photography, but he owned a studio and I was being hired into a commercial photography uh, studio. Um. So that was that was my journey from the the uh, bird blind in the backyard. Mike, yeah. So um, really, you know, I was always interested in photography and just art in general. And my, my father's an attorney, and you know, he always had to wear a suit going to work every day. And he always just said, growing up, you know, do something you love doing you'll be good at it and most likely you'll make money. And so, you know, when I went to school, I, you know, majored in photography and didn't know exactly what I was going to do with it. And Jan Kelman is um, actually a relative of mine. She was one of the founders of the company and, you know, through her I ended up getting an internship at uh, KP my last year of college. And what I was really amazed about when I first kind of walked into the studio and then, you know, through the internship is just how many different, um, positions and roles there were, um, mm -hmm. you know, in, you know, that business. And, you know, it's not just photography and photographer, there were stylists involved, you know, mm -hmm. there were people producing the jobs. It was really eye-opening just to see all these different roles. And I think that's what kind of drew me in. And, you know, eventually I just navigated away from the actual photography aspect um, of what we do more to the business side of things and the production side of things. And so I really think it's the, you know, diverse opportunities that um, landed me at KP, you know, overall. 
And what what is KP Photo? Um, how did it begin, and how have you grown, and what are some of your capabilities? So, uh, Craig, do you want to cover how it began? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, the studio began with the the two founders. They were both working at American Greetings. Uh, Bob Pabst, who had been a photographer in the Army, and after the Army had got a he he, he got a job at, at um, American Greetings as a photographer, and he started running the studio. And Jan, uh, she worked there as a stylist, and they they really spent all day together working in the studio. And then they they decided they wanted to form their own studio. So, and I would say, I, I want to say 87, 1987, they formed their own studio. Um, and from there, they, they, it was just a four person operation. Uh, it was, it was really three. One was a part-time receptionist. And in 92, they brought me in to be a photographer and an assistant to give Bob a break. Cause the, the poor guy couldn't even take a vacation because he's the only shooter at the studio. Um, so I came in and I just started shooting and working with them and really becoming a photographer at the studio. Uh, and that would have been, you know, the early nineties at that point. You want to take it from there, Mike, or you want to want me to keep going? Why don't you go up till, um, you know, when we, when we, uh, purchased the company. Okay. I'll, so I'll again, we grow, we, we grew slowly. We had a handful of clients, um, and we were in a, a, a rented space until '97, mm -hmm. I want to say. And at that point, they decided to, well, the building was being torn down, so they had to move. But we, <laughs> we found a new space and we expanded a little bit. And through the '90s and the when, when did you start, Mike? When did you intern? 2005. Okay, so into the 2000s, we just we were slowly growing and. It wasn't a big studio, it was more of a creative studio. And mm -hmm. we had a good handful of clients. And through that time, it grew to probably a seven or eight or nine person studio. Um, and we were just expanding on what types of clients we had. We, we got into food photography, which was very interesting and started picking up some clients in the restaurant and, and food industry. And it just kept growing. And then um, Jan passed away, unfortunately, and it really got Bob thinking about retiring, I think a little bit more to, to, to really enjoy life with his wife. So he decided he wanted to sell the studio. And so that was all the way up into 2014. So in 2014, Mike and I had an opportunity to buy the studio, uh, which we did. And from there, uh, we've grown it to fluctuating between 16 to almost 20 people and expanding into more video production and uh, CGI work. Mm -hmm. Never never giving up on photography, obviously. And we, we, right. we still do a lot of photography. We still do a lot of food photography. But but at that point in 2014, we, we wanted to take it in a different direction. We wanted to keep it, keep the, the feeling of the studio the same as it was when I joined the studio as much as we could obviously mm -hmm. a four or five person studio is different than an 18 person studio yeah. but that's what we wanted to move forward with is keeping that same mood and feeling but expand it um and 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 bring it into some different realms such as video and CGI mm -hmm. and also grow the studio mm -hmm. not just to grow it 
for revenue sake, um, only growing it as much as we needed to. We wanted to carefully grow the studio into some of these other um, realms, so to speak. And I do think, you know, I know photos in our name. So, um, you know, that's definitely at our core, but at the end of the day, you know, we really see ourselves as creative imagery solutions um, partners for our clients. And that really is where we shine. So, you know, what we're not is we're not a production house. It's not just saying, hey, we need, you know, a shot or an image of this here, do that. You know, that's not what we're good at, but you know, where we excel is really working with our clients um, on solutions. And that, you know, means discovering, you know, what their needs are big picture and then working collaboratively with them to define, you know, what a scope of a project is gonna look like or, you know, a campaign, something bigger there. And at the end of the day, it's really, we're still creating imagery and sometimes it's through the camera, sometimes it's in the computer with CG, but um, it's, you know, still all taking pictures, um, you know, no matter how you're really looking at it there. And I, I think for us, um, you know, we're just focusing on making sure that we're able to differentiate ourselves and that we're taking our 30 years of experience and making sure that translate and translates into our clients having a good experience when they work with us and that we're able to um, ramp up and have, um, you know, some dynamic horsepower depending on, you know, the exact project that we're working on with a client. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really at the end of the day, it is that collaboration with clients to provide solutions that, you know, are gonna get them the best result. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah, it's, and I would agree with, it's, it's that relationship and that's what we've always been good at. We've kept clients for a very long time. And for me, it's, I don't, I don't really care what I'm taking pictures of. It's more about the team I'm working with. And it's, it's mm -hmm. fun to have these agencies and these in-house departments come in and we get to work with them. We mm -hmm. get to start from the very beginning and help them formulate what is their idea or expand on their idea. But I've always enjoyed the people I work with and the teams we create to work on certain projects. And for me, mm -hmm. it's different every day. This morning I was taking pictures of... Um, foaming Purell pumps, but there was also a bunch of food photography going on in the studio. And mm -hmm. while that's going on, we also have these, uh, a lot of CGI projects going on mm -hmm. and it's a lot of coordination, but, but that's the fun part. I really like having people come in and getting to know those people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of the fun is working with people I've worked with for 20 years. And mm -hmm. another part of the fun is working with people that I just met this week that mm -hmm. came in from an agency to help art direct whatever project's going on. So the relationship, for that that's a big part for me. It's because people say that they get to the studio and they instantly get this vibe of, it's very open, friendly, family oriented. Uh, we all sit down and have lunch together when we can. Uh, yeah. So that, that's been a big part of it for me is it, it's those relationships. Is that kind of the sentiment that was instilled early on? Yeah, definitely. That, that you said what you wanted to keep. Definitely. That kind of yeah. mood and feeling. Yeah. And, you know, they're good and bad. You know, if, if it's too family oriented, it's tough to run a business. But I wouldn't give that up for the headaches that it sometimes causes. And, yeah, Bob and Jan completely made that. I think on a side, I mean, I was having a discussion with my girlfriend last night and she was saying how it's intimidating to come into the studio and meet everybody because it's not like going to somebody's workplace and just meeting some of the people they work with. Yeah. She said it, it's it's like going to a 
large family reunion, Hmm. you know, when you, when you come into that studio Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, that can be tough to come into, but it's also, that's, that's what I think is fantastic about KP is Mm -hmm. that, that mentality at the studio that very much was started with Bob and Jan from the very beginning. And who are some of your clients? What type of clients are they usually? Are they manufacturers? Um, like you said, food photography as well. Um, right, and we don't we don't specialize, so we're not just food, or we're not just this or that. Um, mm-hmm. We have a large number of agencies that come to us with different clients. We work mm-hmm. with um, high end home goods, with uh, furniture companies or appliance companies. Um, I mentioned Purell. That's that's a that's a big industry, and you know that's very much different than the high end home goods. Uh, food the food clients could be anywhere from Red Lobster to Brugger's Bagels to Fazoli's Foods um, to the to the food production companies such as Smucker's, Nestle. Um, you know, and then you get into the the home goods that are more more in the building aspect of it, Marvin Windows, um, Associated Materials, which makes a ton of products for home builders. Uh, is there anybody I'm forgetting, Mike? Um, you covered it pretty well. And I would just say, you know, CPG companies is really that target area. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think Craig exemplified a bunch of those. And if I'm a small business, I know we talked, we touched on the relationship aspect, and I think it's probably something very unique to your business but what is unique about kp photo that i if i'm a small business owner that i can't get anywhere else as far as uh imagery solutions well as far as a small business goes you know it's we work with giants in the industry obviously Mm -hmm. but we also work with startups we work with small companies um right now we're working with a uh, food delivery company that is just a startup and Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they have concerns about, well, how, how am I going to afford this? And we're, we're obvious, obviously willing to work with anybody that's a good fit and we'll find solutions. And we've done that with companies where mm-hmm. we, we work out um, a, a way to fit their budget. And, and that's part of the problem solving and the solutions that goes very much to our, our sales and marketing team and our producers to figure out how can we bring smaller companies in. And if they're the right fit, I want to work with them. It's 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 no different than you know we're all people, and it doesn't matter if you're a Progressive Insurance or a Nestle, uh, the small company. They have some of the same problems as I'm sure these companies had when they were smaller and starting up too. And what are some of the products that you offer? What what are some things that clients are really looking for uh, today? Is it is it video? Is it stills? Is it more digital, I assume? Or what yeah, kind of things a, are they looking for? I mean, it, it's across the board and they have such a wide variety of needs when it's all said and done, but everyone just wants more and more content. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, there, there's definitely still, there's definitely video, there's definitely, um, you know, a, a digital um demand that's driving all that too mm-hmm. um but really they're looking to communicate with their audience and I, I think that's where we come in um and try to work with them as partners and try to provide creative solutions that 
you know, what is the end goal that you're going for and what is the need that you have? And then we can work together to create those assets that are going to fulfill that need and let them execute on their um, sales and marketing strategies. So what goes on, what goes into a successful photo shoot just playing off of that? Um, well, the, the end result is you have to provide a final product that in my opinion, exceeds the expectations of the mm -hmm. client. And that, that can be video, photo, CGI. I, I think everybody should have a good time accomplishing this goal. Uh, you know, we're, we're not performing brain surgery. So you know, for me, and that's always been, you know, I've always told Mike, it's, it's, that's part of that. I don't really care what I'm shooting as mm -hmm. long as the, the teamwork is there, the collaboration is there, everybody's yeah. having a good time. But, but yeah, I mean, you, you, everybody can have a great time and, and the final product could not be what they want. That's no good. Mm -hmm. So they, you need to provide, not just provide, you need to exceed their expectations. And mm -hmm. that's part of, I think, why we've had such long relationships with, with all of our clients. Mm -hmm. so, and this is where Greg and I work well as partners because we both approach things with um, different mindsets and you know, oftentimes we're aligned and, you know, sometimes we're not aligned and um, we're able to, um, you know, just understand, see where the person's coming from. So where I agree with everything Craig said, you know, at the end of the day, it, you know, what goes into a good photo shoot, it is, it is starts with the beginning and understanding and discovering with the client what their needs are. And then, you know, our, our PMs are, you know, our producers are fantastic and, you know, working you know, directly with clients and sometimes with the sales team working to define what the actual scope is. And, you know, that takes experience and that takes talent to, you know, take some lofty ideas sometimes down to, you know, something that is finite and that we can execute on. And really, you know, moving from there to that delivery process of things, you know, it's, it's aligning that right team. That's where that um, dynamic horsepower comes into play because every project can be a little bit different and we want to make sure that we have the right team put together to um, execute that and like Craig said, exceed those expectations. And, you know, finally there is, you know, that evaluation at the end of it and talking to the client about, and our team, you know, what worked, what didn't work and, you know, what are future opportunities where we can, you know, work together. And I think at the end of the day, you know, if we're finishing on time on budget and we're meeting the scope and exceeding the expectations, you know, that really is um, how we would define a successful shoot. And you can, and Mike, Mike produced at the studio for years and I was a photographer. So you can see where we came at that from two different angles. Yeah, absolutely. That was cool. <laughs> Do you have any um, photo shoots that made an impact on you and your time at KP or made an impact on the client? Any that stick out over the years? For, for me, uh, the, you know, there's, there are photo shoots that went long, went till 10 at night, went till two in the morning. Um, and those stick out just cause they're, they're unusual, but also uh, there were, there was a company we, we photographed, um, very realistic baby dolls for this company. And these shoots would always go long, but they were, they were the, the coolest shoots in that we had to make a doll look like it was ice skating, you know, with fishing line and all this other stuff. And, and it was things like that. Cause we went way over the top for that client mm -hmm. and more than we should have maybe, but, uh, 
you know, photo shoots, individual photo shoots like that really stick out to me. Or, or with our house furniture, getting into a multi-million dollar house and emptying the furniture out and bringing in furniture and changing out rooms. Hmm. And the entire time you are, you'll, you bubble wrap anything that could possibly touch a wall or lay on a floor. And again, that, that part of that was going above and beyond where mm. we would get invited back to these houses because of the care we took, because right. of everything, like Mike said, leading up to those shoots, not just during the shoot, it was, it mm. was all the, the work leading up to it. Um, yeah, I photographing RVs driving around Daytona, Florida, um, you know, working, our previous owner Bob learned to scuba dive, so he could uh, get in the water and do some photography for the uh, Progressive's uh, boat division. You know, some some of these uh, the big restaurants, you know, Red Lobster coming in, and it's we're a studio in Cleveland, and we've got the client coming up from Orlando. We have stylists coming in from Chicago, and you know the 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 photographs we take at a studio in Cleveland end up on the menu in every Red Lobster in the country. So cool. North America. So shoots like that are, are, are cool. The big ones are, are cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how do you, how do you balance what, like the, what the client is expecting or what the client is looking for and what you're capable of actually doing? Do they ever have any, you know, crazy, this is what I want filmed and you have to adapt yeah, I, you know, I, I go back to, I, I remember an art director called and they said they needed to create a sawmill, the look of a sawmill in the studio. And we're on the phone and we're like, okay, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, no problem. And our, the previous owner, Bobby, got off the phone and he was like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> and it's, it's, that's when you go into creative overdrive and you figure it out. It's, I, I don't feel there's, there's much we can't handle because we partner up with people that are um, experts in that, that niche field um, if we need to. So I, I feel like our studio can handle pretty much anything thrown at it. And a lot of that does land on the pre-production and figuring out, are we doing this in the studio? Are we building the entire side of a house in the studio? Are we going on location? what do we need? And it starts there with the planning. So, and, you know, and then we also have the discussions of, is this a, is this a photography job? What if we did this in CGI? Cause that's now afforded to everybody. And there are certain things you could do in CGI, obviously that you can't, you can't do in a studio or on location. So again, that goes to that, that pre-production. We want to take the time to highlight one of our brand X partners. This episode goes out to Think Media Studios, a commercial film production company located right here in Cleveland. If you're a Cavs fan like me, you've definitely seen the work. Get to know them more, check out more of their videos at thinkmediastudios.com. That's thinkmediastudios.com. No, I was just gonna say, I, you're spot on, Craig, and I, I think it is really, certainly there's sometimes things that don't make sense or you know we can't do, but that is where that discovery and that defining the project comes into play and where we really work to be creative solutions providers. So, Hey, if this one idea is not going to work, what are options? You know, and it really is, you know, working with our creative team, who is great at coming up with solutions um, 
to present back to the client. And I would say without fail, every single time, you know, we're always able to come to some sort of path that meets the client's needs and expectations and is also um, workable and realistic for us to, to um, execute on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say I definitely have more tunnel vision than Mike. So, and again, that's, that's why he naturally funneled into that production role. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, I'll get fixated on a problem and it's like, no, I have to solve this. We got to, I got to solve it this way. Cause this is how I started to solve it. And Mike's really good at helping guide the team into, you know, what, what, what are some other options here? What could we do? What, how could we change this? You know, or let's, okay, this isn't working. Let's throw this idea out. Let's start over. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, well, not good at, I'm not good at starting over. <laughs> and Craig, I, I think, you know, you can go back to me. It's been so long since I produced a job and it really is, you know, our, our PM team now, yeah. um, you know, Melissa, you know, really leading the charge on that and then working with the creative team and people like Rose and people like Justin who are able to, you know, think outside the box and to come up with different options on how to, um, mm -hmm. you know, meet a request for a client. And, you know, that's the amazing thing to me, Craig, is it's so much less reliant um, on the day-to-day, -day, um, you know, with the two of us. And it really is that team that ends up, um, you know, never ceasing to amaze, you know, me or you or the client and, and their ability to, you know, figure out a way to get things done. And that is, that is something, that was a goal we, we wanted to achieve was getting to that point. Because at a time, Mike was the only producer at the studio and he was probably going to go insane with the amount of work and, and the amount of problem solving he had to do. So that, that's another reason why after two, 2014, we wanted to expand the studio and get the right people in the right places to help guide and manage some of the people further down the chain as well. We keep talking about the team. So what are, and I, we mentioned some of them, but what are aspects of your team that make KP successful? When you say aspects, what do you mean by aspects of the team? Well, you talked, it sounds like um, they take on the responsibility without having to be told. And they take some things off your shoulders, both your shoulders that you don't have to, you know, run mm -hmm. the whole business. Um, could talk, it could be also some talents. You need uh, certain talent capabilities to be a successful team, personalities. Sure. And so you, you're you're spot on with the personality aspect. And, you know, we'll refer to that as getting the right people in the company. And we really look to find people aligned, you know, with the core values that we have um, that are going to be a good fit because if, if they're not a good fit, no one's going to enjoy being at work and they're not going to do a good job and it's just going to create issues. So it really does start um, initially with finding those right people. And we've worked really hard to find this balance of creating structure within the company and mm -hmm. also which helps us define, you know, roles and responsibilities and what people own within the company. And at, at the same time, you know, working to have um, a level of autonomy and freedom, you know, that we're able to get because there's that clarity there. And, you know, when it goes, it's, it's amazing how well we work cross-functionally from a sales marketing aspect, you know, through ops and then even into the finance admin, because you take a project, you know, it really is a cross-functional um, aspect to it. And I think, you know, more often than not, um, you know, we'll focus on the ops part of the business when it comes to, you know, these types of conversations. But at the end of the day, um, there is this very cohesive team that works well cross-functionally. And it, it's difficult mm -hmm. to manage because, you know, sales has a 
set of objectives and priorities that might sometimes um, not be immediately aligned with, you know, where ops is. And, right. um, you know, it, it really goes to, you know, the leaders in the company across the board that um, are able to work so well together to make sure that we're working towards a shared, you know, goal and the, the greater good. Mm-hmm. And, so. and, and you spoke of, you know, the, maybe, maybe the artists specifically, you know, I, I don't worry about a, a, a job being tasked to anybody. It's, I have no qualms about who's getting that job. I don't, I don't think it's not going to get done to the best, uh, uh, best ability of anybody. It's, it's, and that's part of, like Mike said, getting the right people on the team and then you can kind of relax about that aspect of it. You know, that frees Mike up to think about the business. That frees me up to help marketing and sales or just worry about a particular shoot I'm on because we're not micromanaging anybody. We don't need to because we've put the right people in place. And, and that, that goes for the producers. That goes for sales. That certainly goes for the artists, the, the CGI artists, the other photographers, and the digital artists that handle all the post-production. I'm never thinking about where's that job going i need to check up on that i need to go see what's going on with that you know at the most we're, we're just you know looking at, at each other's work and, and evaluating each other's work to make sure the best is going out to the client but it's never it's never a, a worry of mine that i need to to i better go look at that because right. if i don't get my eyes on it something bad's going to happen mm-hmm. and that's that's been a that's been a great relief as an owner to, to have Absolutely. that, um, to have that uh, afforded to us. And I think that's just part of putting the right people in place. That's awesome. Uh, Charlene, do you have any more questions? I just have a few left. Oh, um, well, who's your favorite agency? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask that one because we already all know the answer. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I can't think of any questions off the top of my head. I mean, I think everything that KP does, I mean, the reason yeah. we work with you so much is because of who you guys are and how you operate. Um, and you hit a lot of those points. I mean, we've worked with many photographers before and have not had similar experiences. Appreciate that. Yeah. Always good to hear that. And then mm-hmm. I will say too, it's always good to hear when we're not um, doing well too, because that's, how we improve and we really do try to encourage that, you know, very candid feedback um, internally and externally from clients. And so glad to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you make Craig go on another shoot in California with me, we might have to have a conversation, but that's all right. Very good. Yep. Well, as long as Rosie's with <laughs> us, we're good. Exactly. Great people replace. Exactly. That was a fun little trip. What do you two enjoy most about this business? Do you want to go, Craig? No, go ahead. Honestly, it is the people when it's all said and done. And I really think for me, it's really working to um, develop and you know, maintain a thriving creative community. And I think, um, you know, there's its challenges. And I, I appreciate being able to, um, you know, work at a company that, you know, values artistic creativity and mm-hmm. that we're, working to help find, you know, productive outlets for that creative um, and artistic passion that everybody shares. And, you know, sometimes we may not, not every project's gonna, you know, have maybe 
a ton of creativity, but you know, there's other outlets available too. So yeah, it really is that, that creative community. And I, I just think, I also like how much the industry is changing. I mean, it's just crazy with the amount of change and it, uh-huh. it, it goes from the tools and technology that our clients are using to communicate. And it also just goes with the tools and technology we have available to, you know, create imagery. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I look to the future, there's so much um, opportunity out there. And if you just think of the, the amount of imagery that is created now and that is out there in the world, I mean, we are by no means a dime industry. And it is amazing just looking at that opportunity. And I think yeah. that's what really gets me excited is when I can get into that kind of realm and headspace, um, you know, on a, not, I don't get to do it on a day-to-day level, um, even though I would like to, but, um, you know, when we can start to really look towards the future too, is um, something I get excited about. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah. For me, it it's also the relationships with the people. Um, uh, you know, I, I also, when I'm on set photographing, doing a photo shoot, it's, it's constant problem solving. And you're problem solving while everybody's staring at you to solve the problem. So there's some pressure there, um, which I think in the beginning is nerve wracking. You know, at this point, I have a track record where, okay, nothing's gone so wrong in my career <laughs> that I shouldn't worry. But you still worry as you go into these. But it's that problem solving, uh, yeah. something different every day. Why is that reflection doing that? Why is this mm-hmm. happening? Um, but I, I always go back to the people I'm working with and, and I, I, there was, boy, it must've been mid nineties. Rubbermaid needed every product photographed because they were launching their website. And I spent months photographing Rubbermaid totes. And while that's not exciting, um, it was still fun. And I look, I look back on that fondly because of who I was working with and just, it's, you know, I, I could be in a cubicle working in, in corporate America or working at a bank, you know, crunching numbers. And, and so I always uh, consider myself lucky to be in this industry and to have found this. And, and that, that's, that's what I find. It's fun every day. I just said this morning that the studio changes every day. You walk in and wait, you guys were up front and now you're in the back shooting and that kitchen is different now and we're moving tables around because I need to squeeze a set into this corner of the studio. And it's that constant change. I mean, that I started as a photographer in 92. And while I've grown and purchased the business with Mike and there's a lot that goes into that, um, I'm still a photographer and I don't want to stop taking those pictures because it's never not fun. It's never not entertaining. And, and that's what's kept me going and not wanting to leave or do something else or start something new. It's, it's, it's for me, it's been, I don't know, 20, 29 years of, of fun. So Craig, I got to come back to one thing you said. You said you could be in a cubicle in some corporate office. Could you though? I don't think I was just thinking. You could sit in a cubicle. No, you do the numbers. I think I would, (laughs) I think I would be a, going from job to job if that was the case it would be tough what, what maniac is hiring you to do something with numbers thank crunch you to crunch like numbers. There, there, there's just no way the that's ever thing. happening <laughs> there's no way you're right in the estimate no way craig no. 
I, 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 I could get it. away with a lot more if you were writing the <laughs> estimates. I, I've been thinking about getting into data entry lately. Oh, okay. Oh. Great. Sure well, next job I need an estimate on, I'm going to Craig. Because <laughs> okay. I'm going to get like a four-day four shoot for like a half-a-day shoot. Yeah. Or, or for like a two-week shoot. You never know. It, yeah, you don't know. It could go either way. Exactly. That's why I'm not a producer. I'm glad we both picked up on that, though, because... Oh, I did. I caught it right away, and I saw your face, too, Mike. Like, I'm calling BS on Craig on that one. Yeah, all day. Uh, that's funny. Uh, one last question for both of you. Um, if you go to any place right now and pick up a camera and take a shot, what is it? For me, and Mike, Michael, I think agree with this. It's it doesn't necessarily where I go. It doesn't matter where I go. Um, mm -hmm. I I find interesting things to take pictures of, and I and I really enjoy that. I mm -hmm. I you'll my neighbors will catch me laying on you know crawling through my backyard because you know at the right angle or the right subject matter anything's interesting. Um, I, I took a I took a detour on the way home yesterday and ended up on I don't know what street, but just driving around I found this really cool alleyway that went into this courtyard of these buildings it said 1906 on the building and the light was coming down on the brick, and I just stopped my car and had to take a picture and having an iPhone it's you know it's not the the best camera in the world but boy are they getting better and better it mm -hmm. affords you to, ha you always have a camera with you. You can always find something to photograph. Um, I, I uh -huh. will frequently sometimes zone out on calls like this and take, you know, Mike's called me out or I'm take, trying to take a picture of a bird at the bird feeder or, you know, to go back to my history or a macro shot of just something on my desk. Cause there's, <laughs> there's you can look anywhere and you find something interesting to take, you know, and you know, where would I want to go? Probably a beach. Tropical beach would be my pick for where to go, but I could find something anywhere that takes an interesting photograph of. And that's that's awesome. the fun of it. It's you don't have to go anywhere to do it. That's great. I, I do think that's something where Craig has influenced me because I primarily for fine art stuff would always do landscapes. And seeing Craig's unique ability to find an interesting um, way to view or photograph almost anything. Um, over time has really impacted me. And I, I think for me, it, it's been a little while since I've um, shot on some trips because I just enjoyed the downtime um, when I've gone on trips. But, you know, what I, the pattern I get into is I'll go somewhere and I'll just start shooting and eventually something will start to speak to me and then I'll start to, um, you know, just create a little series there. And sometimes they're landscapes. Sometimes, you know, with that influence of Craig, there might be more macro shots and mm -hmm. it's really letting kind of that place or that space you know, speak to you and, you know, listening um, and looking for, you know, what's interesting there. And so, um, yeah, I do appreciate that with Craig. And one thing with Craig also, and it's have to say, I remember when we were first buying the company, we were late to see our accountant and, you know, we didn't want to be late. We didn't really not met this person before. And, you know, Craig gets out of the car and then he just goes over his leaf in this tree and starts like taking a picture <laughs> of whatever was in this leaf in this tree. I'm just like, in one sense, I'm like, Craig, come on, like, let's get inside to go talk to the accountant. In the other sense, I'm like, okay, at least Craig loves what he does. At least I'm going to business with someone who can't help but take pictures of stuff and that, you know, he has this passion for it. And I, I do think, you know, it, it is just built into your DNA, Craig, and I've always appreciated that aspect of 
people and to throw it back on you there are i think there's some of the newer employees at the studio that don't realize mike is trained as a photographer or is a photographer um and they would be surprised to know that that he <laughs> he takes photographs but you know, the art show we do every couple of years um consistently Mike's photography has been surprising, stunning, beautiful. Some of the best photography in the art show comes from some of the series Mike does. Awesome. And it, ju it just cracks me up because I, I, some of our newer hires would never guess that you're, you're a photographer, or you pick up a camera. Or that I paid you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if you can see it, but over my shoulder, is a print um, that Mike did in the Metro Parks. And it's one of my favorite photographs and it's on loan from Mike. I don't think I paid for it, did I? No, you paid, you paid for it. Oh, okay, I paid for it, it's mine. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's prominently displayed in my house, it's beautiful stuff. You loaned me money to, the, as, um, to help me pay for my first down payment for my house <laughs> and I gave you that picture. So you're right about loaning something, it was just you were loaning me money and then I gave you Got it, it. okay. <laughs>